lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. This week I want to speak a little bit about my reflections after Tisha B'Av and coming into Shabbos Nachamu, um, the name for the Shabbos after Tisha B'Av, where basically Hashem tells us to comfort ourselves. And it's um, beginning the seven weeks of comfort leading up to Rosh Hashanah. And I just want to unpack this a little bit and uh, give some of my thoughts based on some inspiration that I heard on Tisha B'Av. I heard a great class from Charlie Harari, who is an awesome speaker. If you've never heard him, you should definitely look him up, Charlie Harari. I think he has a YouTube show that he does every day that you can subscribe to, and he also speaks every year on Tisha B'Av for an organization called Ornaba. And I've been listening to him on Tisha B'Av every year now for about like 10 years, and I always walk away feeling so inspired and feeling like I heard exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> so I'm just going to relay a little bit of what he said to start off. So he spoke about how when, depending on how close we are with somebody is kind of our expectations for them. So if it's just an acquaintance or a stranger, you know, we might expect certain actions, you know, certain basic actions of common social courtesy and decency. You know, we don't really expect much beyond that. And if it's somebody that we're a little closer to, we expect certain things for them to say, you know, hopefully we expect our spouse to say, I love you sometimes. And, you know, that's somebody we're much closer with and we expect certain words from them or happy birthday, you know, on our birthday, things like that. Then he says, when we're really, really close with somebody, the closest we could be even beyond that, we expect certain feelings, you know, like we don't want to just hear from our spouse. I love you (laughs) that with like, a nasty tone. We want to feel that they really love us. We want to feel that they're really happy for us on our birthday. So Charlie Harari was saying that when we're in a relationship with Hashem, who ideally we should be closer to than almost anybody, Hashem can feel what we're feeling. You know, he knows what's in our, in our minds and in our hearts, which can sometimes be a very scary thought. But, you know, we come to Hashem on Tisha B'Av on the day of mourning and if we're not feeling genuinely upset that we don't have the temple and that we're still in exile, and it could be very hard, by the way, to tap into that feeling of mourning. It's very challenging in the, in the generation that we live in now in history, but because we don't even really know what we're mourning because we never lived with the temple. But to not even feel a little bit upset that Hashem's upset with us or that we've created distance from him because of our own mistakes, Hashem can feel that, you know, like... People, if we're just like comfortable in our current existence and we don't really care about Mashiach, we don't really care about going to Israel, you know, oh, I'm going to have to sell my house. You know, I can't, (laughs) I remember Charlie already said a funny line. He was like, can you just, Hashem, please just give me some money, give me some guards for my shul and leave me be, (laughs) you know, like how many people feel like that? Like we just want to have peaceful lives. We want to be left alone. We want to have our needs taken care of. We want health. We want, you know, financial security. 
whatever it is. But after that, we don't really want anything else. And that's very sad, you know, because we are supposed to be in a state where we are yearning for more and we are yearning for a greater spiritual reality. And when we've lost touch with that, it's it's very sad. And I think for me, this Tisha B'Av was kind of like a wake up call listening to this class. And I was thinking to myself, you know, is my heart really in this? Do I really want redemption? Do I do I really want this? Am I really upset that I don't have it? Or do I really just want, you know, the new kitchen in a new house one day? So I think that's something we all kind of have to ask ourselves. And obviously we're all very different and, and we all know what's in our own hearts and, and where we're really holding. But it really forced me to kind of ask that question. And Charlie Harari explained that Charlie Harari spoke about how on Tisha B'Av, we're really meant to just be focusing and dwelling on the reality that we've created as a result of our own mistakes and just kind of sitting in that pain and feeling that pain. And after Tisha B'Av is when we can really start the work of maybe integrating some of what we've learned or realized from the day into our lives. So when I was thinking about, you know, is my heart really in the right place? Am I really focused on what's real? You know, because I was reading recently and I read, I think I read this quote in a previous podcast that so many of us are really asleep. You know, we're kind of going through the motions and, you know, even if we're observant, it doesn't mean that we're so conscious and we're so connected. And so I'm, I was thinking on Tisha B'Av how I really want to make more of an effort to reconnect and to really get in touch with what's real. And, and Charlie Harari was saying, you know, we need to bring about Ga'ula. Like we need to be active bringers of the redemption. So I was thinking like for me, integrating, you know, some of what I was sitting in on Tisha B'Av, for me personally, it's about focusing less on materialism and focusing more on mitzvot, on kindness, on giving. Focusing less on myself and more on others. Focusing on what I'm meant to be doing here and using my time for that and not getting bogged down in, you know, things that don't really matter (laughs) at the end of the day and not letting my ego get the best of me. Obviously, these things are all much easier said than done, but these are some things that I was thinking about when we're talking about tapping into something that's real and really stripping away the things that I think holds us back from achieving this and achieving our potential. Focusing less on fear and more on faith, which again, these are constant small decisions that have to be made over and over again. And for me, it's about being less passive and more active. And Charlie Harrow was saying, we need to be active bringers of Geula. We, we need Miriam's, you know, my Hebrew name's Miriam. And we can really hasten the redemption by focusing on what's real, doing the work that needs to be done and not just getting swallowed up in this crazy materialistic existence of America, which most of us, I think, unfortunately, are very much um, entrapped in. So what's beautiful is even though Hashem has us go through the three weeks of mourning, which can feel very constricting as they're meant to and very harsh, and then it kind of culminates in Tisha B'Av, What's beautiful is Charlie Harari was saying that after midday on Tisha B'Av, the energy kind of changes. It becomes lighter. It becomes more about redemption. And he said it's really the Rosh Hashanah of Rosh Hashanahs. I mean, this is what our sages teach, that now we're beginning this seven-week process toward Rosh Hashanah where we can really set the intention for how we want to change ourselves, what we want to work on and focus on leading up to the Day of Judgment. So now's really the time to start this work. 
And I think it's so beautiful that the Shabbos after Tisha B'Av is called Shabbos Nachamu, because at the end of the day, even if Hashem is upset with us, even if he has to punish us the way a parent punishes a child, he's still our loving father, and he still wants to comfort us for all of the suffering that we've gone through at the end of the day, which I think is really beautiful and very comforting. And I think the fact that we're still here as the Jewish people shows that Hashem believes in us. Because if he didn't believe in us, we would have been wiped out a long time ago. <laughs> so Hashem believes in us and we need to believe in ourselves and our ability to change and bring light into the world. Because I think it's needed now more than ever. It's really, really becoming more necessary. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this new show, My Unorthodox Life. And obviously I have a lot of thoughts about it. And I really try to keep this podcast more Torah focused. But I will just say that you know, regardless of whatever this woman went through, Julia, she now calls herself Julia Hart, to leave the community and to kind of speak about it the way she is in, in such a public way. You know, many people speculate that she didn't have a good marriage and, and, you know, she might have suffered whatever maybe her family situation growing up was too constricting for her. And um, whatever it was, she suffered personally. And we know as people who are observant, who do live in a world of Torah and mitzvot, that there's so much beauty and there's so much light and there's so much death. I mean, I made this choice. I made this choice to become religious. And I write about why in my book, Princess Without a Crown. But it's up to us to bring the light, you know, in a time where it's so dark and we have somebody broadcasting to the world how awful a Torah life is. I think the most powerful response is just to continue to bring light through the Torah and the mitzvot. Many people have been writing in on social media about why they're proud to be Orthodox. They're, they're hashtagging it, my Orthodox life, or this is Orthodox, and I chimed in. I'm just going to read what I wrote. I said, 10 years ago, I chose, no, fought, to become an Orthodox Jew, and I choose to identify as one each day. Sometimes that choice feels more like a fight, but doesn't striving toward anything meaningful feel like that? I wrote about my journey, the choice I made, why I made it, the struggle that ensued, and, and that still ensues sometimes. It's this struggle that we're mourning for now on the Jewish calendar, or we did mourn. The fact that we live in a world filled with ego and fear and doubt and ultimately brokenness. Our world feels like it's turning more upside down each day. Things that the Torah hold to be moral, good, and true are mocked and hated. But I take comfort in the fact that this is exactly what our sages predicted would happen. So redemption isn't too far away now. This idea that we're going to have a redemption is also extremely comforting in theme with Shabbos Nachamu, which, which follows Tisha B'av. We are going to be redeemed. Good is going to conquer evil. Even though we live in such a world of darkness now where Hashem is so hidden, we are going and we are, I would argue we are transitioning to a time when his hand is going to be so clear and truth will reign. So I think this idea is actually very comforting. So to sum up, we just came out of Tisha B'Av where we are really forced to sit in time out <laughs> and feel the pain of reality because of our mistakes, our ancestors' mistakes, our collective mistakes, and now that we're past Tisha B'Av, we have the opportunity to take, you know, our realizations and put them into practice to try to remedy those mistakes and bring more light into this world. And given that now is starting the seven weeks of comfort leading up to Rosh Hashanah, 
We can take comfort in the fact that Hashem loves us. We can take comfort in the fact that He believes in us. And we can take comfort in the fact that we know our light will eventually amount to a real redemption for us and for the world. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.